2: Welcome to tonight's Andrea Kay show. It is Hump Day, and I am glad it's Hump Day because I feel like I've already put in three weeks' worth of energy on this one. Going into Christmas, trying to keep my Christmas spirits up, even though I've been, I'm feeling a little like Scrooge-like with some of the disappointments coming out of DC. Um, but you know what? I got to stay focused on what the reason is for the season, and that, and no matter what happens in DC, no matter what happens with the U.S. government or anything that's happening in terms of policy. I know I serve you know, a, a Lord who's on the throne, and that uh, gives me hope above any and all things. Hey, we'd love to hear from you, 888-344-1170. The question of the day is, and, and I posted this on Facebook earlier, and mixed, mixed answers for this. Can Trump get reelected if he caves or is perceived to have caved on the wall? Basically, no wall. No re-election for President Trump. In fact, Mark Meadows expressed concern today about going into 2020. I believe that, and I'm going to discuss this with former Congressman J.D. Hayworth, is going to be on the show in a little bit. I absolutely firmly believe that one of the reasons why the Republican Party lost control of the House was failure to fulfill their campaign promises. And we are going to discuss that with J.D. Hayworth coming up. A little bit later in the show, we got we're going to talk to Rachel Bovard. I want to know: Are you guys disappointed in Trump? Do you think he can get reelected? And also, do you think that the United States government should be in the business of manufacturing drugs? We're going to talk to Rachel Bovard about that, as well as the fact that uh, uh, the same judge who was presiding over the Flynn case the Flynn sentencing hearing who showed his hiney as we say in the south uh kind of showed his hiney today involving the wall so we've got Rachel Bovard again who's going to be here and what is Harvard going to do if they lose the lawsuit that was against them by Asian students who say they have been discriminated against and that their 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 scores coming in and they they were being evaluated in a discriminatory manner in order to provide preference to African-American and other minority students. We got Bob Walters, who's going to be here to answer that. And then we got a kind of feel-good story coming up for you. Because, yeah, we got to wrap it. Last night, I I struggled uh, to come up with, a uh, to, to end the show on a positive note. And I ended up talking about Uh, That Penny Marshall who died. (laughs) So I actually have a feel-good story to end the show. And you know who always makes me feel good is the man who shares this hour with me every night, who keeps the show rolling no matter what's happening. I know I can count on him. It's DJ Carrot Sticks.
3: You can't keep Carrot Sticks out of the White House forever.
2: With all my criminal buddies.
3: Ready to take over.
2: (laughs) All your criminal buddies? Are you Comey? Are you impersonating Comey now?
3: Exactly. But I saw are you going to run for something? I saw you're in an article and it's by Future Leaders.
2: Yeah. Well the yeah, thank you for pointing that out and I actually didn't even ask DJ Carrot sticks to point that out. Yeah, I was featured in a website called futurefemaleleader.com and it's it's the audience, the demo, the demographic for that is actually young conservatives. And so I was asked to, since I've been in the game for a little while and I'm not like fresh out of college, I was asked to be featured in that. So I could kind of give some, uh, the ideas that I might give, share a little wisdom, share a little inspiration to young conservative women. And one of the questions that was posed to me was, you know, if you, if, if, I can't remember how the question was posed, but it was, what would you say to young conservative women? And one of the points that I would say, and it kind of ties into me feeling a little discouraged right now, is I said that, you know, to young conservative women, it may feel like a really tough time to be conservative in America today because we are vilified, we are ostracized, they attempt to marginalize us. The women's movement is all about inclusivity unless you're a conservative woman. But it actually is probably, I think, that makes it the best time to be a young conservative or even a conservative in the country because you have an opportunity to affect change. If everybody's a conservative, then you have less of an opportunity to actually move the goalpost, to actually affect change. And each one individual, I, I actually started doing this show years ago because I read Mark Levin's book, Liberty and Tyranny. And he called upon Americans to get involved and get engaged. He said, and correctly so, that our education system, our media had been taken over and hijacked by the left and that he encouraged Americans to get involved, run for office at every level of government and get involved in media and broadcasting because every person can make a difference. And so, you know, I I guess one of the reasons why I'm going into that lengthy answer and sharing that with you all, and you can can read the article at futurefemaleleader.com is because I need to be reminded of that. When we get kicked in the teeth like we have been over this wall, when we get to uh, and what, what's happened today, we got kicked in the teeth by the Republican Party. When we got kicked in the teeth with the fact that we lost control of the House, and I believe it was in part due to failure in the Republican Party to fulfill their promises, that was a major blow to the, to the American people, because it's not only now put us in an incredibly even more challenging position to get any of the American people's agenda through, and that's Trump's agenda and our agenda. But it it's all the committees and everything involved with the Mueller investigation. One of the things that the American people, it was three things the American people really wanted and they voted President Trump for. The wall, repeal and replacement of Obamacare, and draining the swamp, which includes the deep state. There is no greater nutritious swamp rat than Jim Comey, who actually went, and I am so, talk about the the discipline getting kicked in the teeth. The Republican Party sat back and watched Michael Flynn be excoriated by a judge, accused of treason. The word I'm disgusted, the words I'm disgusted by you, thrown in the face of a three-star general because of supposedly one lie, which according to Peter Strzok, he didn't lie in the first place. So supposedly, according to the people who did the interviews, he didn't lie. Then suddenly, the time period, all the text messages between Peter Strzok, who did the interview, and Lisa Page, between the, the interview of, of Flynn and when the, the 302s, which was the documentation of the interviews, were done, that entire part of text messages had been destroyed. McCabe was the one who recommended, after Peter Strzok said there wasn't any lies done, it was McCabe who actually called and asked for charges of lying to be filed against, against Flynn. Who did the inspector general recommend charges for because he lied under oath repeatedly to the FBI? McCabe. So Comey, who initially agreed and said before Congress that... General Flynn didn't lie, then backtracked in the media and said that he did because they were all trying to get their story straight so that they could take him down. Comey goes before the feckless Republican party who's done nothing to prosecute McCabe as has allowed Michael Flynn to be railroaded. Comey goes before them today or yet or yesterday and and lies and says that the dossier that was never verified, nothing but a smear file, was actually initially funded by the Republican Party, which it wasn't. How do we know this? Because the man who created the file, Christopher Steele said so. He was hired by Fusion GPS months after the Republican Party, whoever hired the Republican operatives who hired Fusion GPS and went nowhere. It was months later before Perkins Coy, on behalf of Hillary Clinton, hired Fusion GPS who hired Christopher Steele. And Comey knows this. Comey was asked in follow-up questions by Meadows, why he didn't, you know, why he didn't know or, or how he didn't know who was behind. He said it didn't matter who was behind. it. Are you kidding me? It doesn't matter where you get. You've gone to the FISA courts to spy, to surveil an opposition party presidential candidate. And you didn't bother to check the sources. There are laws surrounding disclosure laws and admissibility laws surrounding evidence that is used in a court of law, particularly the FISA courts. Because when it involves, we were told with the Patriot Act that the most stringent stringent requirements would be in place to protect American citizens from spying. And his story is that it didn't matter who was behind it. He knows it matters. Of course he does. And you know who else knows? The Republican Party. Who's done nothing about Jim Comey, Strzok, McCabe, Lisa Page, Mueller, Clinton, Obama, and Loretta Lynch who was there today. All of them criminals. Every one of them should have already been perp walk. Proven criminals, every last one of them, the Republican Party's done nothing. And you know who else knows about all the crimes that have been committed? At most of the Republican Party, particularly those in committee, are all lawyers, including that former prosecutor, Trey Worthless, crap weasel, Trey Gowdy. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to former Congressman J.D. Hayworth and get his perspective on this and this Mueller investigation, what happened with the wall, Paul Ryan and his departure today. Talk about bye, Felicia. Don't let the door hit ya. We'll be back.
0: FM 96.1, North County, AM 1170, San Diego, The Answer.
2: Hi, this is Andrea Kay. On behalf of Move America Forward, this Christmas, we've teamed up to send care packages to our military serving overseas who miss their loved ones, some of whom will receive no care packs at all unless we send them today.
6: I had a young soldier, a couple of deployments while I was in Iraq. His family just couldn't send him something. My wife would call up places like Move America Forward and send care packages on their behalf because they didn't have that family member who could afford it or knew how to send it.
2: Won't you call in? Won't you help out or give online? Care Packs are ready to go to our armed forces overseas. Call in, dictate a greeting, and the number of Care Packs you would like to send. Your gift of $100 sends four Care Packs to a serviceman or woman who won't be with her family this Christmas. And each $100 donation, will send you a $20 gift card to Richard Walker's Pancake House. Go to the phone right now and help out. 855- the number 7 and the word TROOPS. 855-787-6677. That's 855, the number 7, and the word troops. Or you can give online at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Call 855, the number 7, troops. So receiving a care
6: package, receiving a letter from home or even from uh, another state stating that they miss us and they love us and they can't wait for us to be home with our families is so impactful, such a humbling experience, and it also lets us know that we're not just over there. That's
2: 855, the number seven, and the word troops. Or give online at theanswersandiego.com. Call 8557 troops, 8557 troops. That's 855787 6677. While supplies last, each $100 donation earns a $20 gift certificate from Richard Walker's Pancake House with two locations La Jolla and downtown San Diego. Call 8557 troops or give online at theanswersandiego.com.
7: Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance or more importantly, if you signed up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called Medishare. Medishare is a Christian healthcare sharing program that's been around for 25 years and they have hundreds of thousands of members all across the country. And get this, over the years, Medishare members have shared more than 1 billion dollars of each other's medical bills. Best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is about 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money. Think you're stuck with a high cost health plan that doesn't have a lot to offer? Well. Think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. Here's the number to find out more, and there's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE.
0: FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer.
4: Andrea K. bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. If you would like to answer the question of the day, with no wall, can Trump, if there ends up being no wall, can President Trump be reelected in 2020? Joining me now to talk about uh, the farewell, to, in addition to saying goodbye to the wall today, uh, apparently, it looks like uh, we got a chance to finally say farewell to Paul Ryan. Here to discuss all the latest happenings with the House is former Congressman J.D. Hayworth. Hey, J.D., welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Andrew, it's
6: good to be back with you. I wish it were under better circumstances. We are facing as conservatives, as uh, border security and national security uh, adherents, uh, we are facing a troubling holiday season from a man who promised us that we were going to get tired of winning.
1: Yeah,
6: I don't say this with any with any uh, amount of uh, uh, joy. Uh, I, it was a Trump booster from way back. But, and I hope I'm wrong, but I'm preparing to pen a column for American Greatness, that great website run by Chris, uh, Chris Buskirk, uh, that will be entitled Trump Agonistes, evocative of Gary Will's treatment of Richard Nixon circa 1970, uh, where he argued that Nixon was essentially the last liberal Uh, Donald Trump may be the last of the old presidents, uh, abandoning his uh, his signature goal even as he made a promise. And the implications of this go much further than the read-my-lips-no-new-taxes of the late George Herbert Walker Bush. This goes to the very fabric of our republic and our survival as a sovereign nation.
2: I agree with you. I think this is, and when he last week said, I will be proud to shut down the government for the wall. There cannot be any border security without the wall. And then for him to back off the wall, supposedly shifting gears with the mindset, the supporters of this move will say, well, he's saying he's going to get the wall one way or another. Look at the walls already par- partly being built in San Diego. I, I, for there to be uh, 2 years into his presidency we lost the house we had 2 years paul ryan left today and and well, yeah, it,
6: paul it, ryan's there yeah. paul ryan's very happy he will go into a very comfortable job courtesy of the open borders Koch brothers yes and um, and he will he will earn his 30 pieces of silver uh, i don't think it will be a secure retirement because of what his children and my children and uh, everyone's children and grandchildren will face but uh, the open borders bankruptcy of the Washington establishment. And look, for those who say uh, Mr. Trump is playing three-dimensional chess, uh, this is very tough. Look, governing is tough. Leadership is tough. Ronald Reagan made some tough decisions. Do you, you know, you think back to 1981 and getting rid of the lone union that supported him, Petco, the air traffic people saying either get back to work or you're fired. Yeah. It, you and know, Ronald Reagan, a one time union chief, had the guts and gumption and courage of his convictions. And sadly, we're not seeing that from a man who we all thought would give us that type of leadership. I hope I'm wrong.
2: Well, I, I hope, I I hope we are, too. Hope he but, surprises us tomorrow. Well, yeah. You know, the the American people gave control of both houses of Congress in 2014 to the Republican Party for two reasons. One was the effects of Obamacare were kicking in and the American people wanted that removed. The second was that was when we had the first flood of all the unaccompanied minors and the American people wanted the border sealed. In fact, that's when African-Americans started to peel off because they knew that their jobs, they were suffering and that their jobs and their livelihood were being taken away from them by illegals coming across the Southern border. The Republican Party's excuse was they didn't have the White House. President Trump came in on people chanting he an outsider brought in to be a disruptor a disruptor who was going to come in and fulfill the promises that had that the American people had yet to have you know come their way they wanted repeal and replacement of Obamacare Paul for Paul Ryan to come in to, to leave today by saying we kept our promises was such a spitball in the face of Americans repeal and replace what what did they do they didn't get it done And then now, and and then all all they have done for two years, for two years, it has been one more continuing resolution after the other. What is the point of voting for Republican, J.D., and for Republicans, if they're just going to still continue to let the Democrats call all the shots?
6: Well, it it is tragic when you constantly have a party presented to you as the, the lesser of two evils. And that is what, sadly, mainstream swamp Creature, Republicanism has become. Yeah, but we're, we're not as bad as those guys, and uh, and it's reached the point now where California has uh, has uh, apparently voluntarily. Uh, and I know the conservatives listening to me might listening to me might take strong issue, but essentially California has signaled its uh, its um, full full throated admission into a third world by electoral choice and uh, it is tragic to see what's happened to you folks and uh, yeah
2: but it's happening it's, it's spreading everywhere
6: trends and we're in a tough situation
2: well excuse me for interrupting jd but it's happening everywhere you look you look but it at, is happening yeah. everywhere
6: but it is accelerated what i am saying is as we used to say with fashion and culture now sadly we're going to say politically if you want to see the future Look at what's happened in California. And I'm sorry to say that I'm not here to bash California. I'm just saying it's, it should be instructive to the other states. My home state of Arizona, which also abandoned any notion of disputes about an election that in Maricopa County was stolen for the Socialist Democrat for the U.S. Senate, um, we, we are in a situation. And I know that some people are saying, J.D., could you spare me the sackcloth and ashes, the wailing and the gnashing of teeth? Again, I hope I hope that President Trump will listen to the conservative caucus uh, on the Hill who are standing for 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 the shutdown, for getting borders. Because here's the thing. I've been a member of the House. I know that the House will fold like a cheap suit to get out for Christmas. This was the leverage point. You take it away when you exceed to the demands of this of this continuing resolution, and you promise close to five billion dollars for Mexico. And what is it for the rest of Central America? Ten billion dollars. Yeah. What do you think they gain from that kind of behavior? They gain consistent contempt for our law, and they will continue to do what they are doing right now unless the president wakes up tomorrow morning and makes a shift back to his base. And I Savior think to do that yeah. ensures he is a one term president.
2: Absolutely. And, and, you know, and, and I'm not going sit to here, sit here tonight as a President Trump supporter and justify what he's done. And I don't want to hear from me. Yeah, I, I, the 3D chess thing is just annoying to me. I was disappointed when he signed the first omnibus bill when he was six months into office, not even six months into office. Oh, everybody said he was going to, uh, he said, I would never sign that again. And he's continued to do this. The American people have never suffered under a shutdown. It is astounding to me that that word should have any power over anybody. It doesn't have any power over the average Americans. For some reason all the only people it seems to have power over is the the Republican establishment. And they know it. They they know that that's just the excuse that they're using in order to not fulfill their campaign promises because the Republican Party doesn't want the wall either. Paul Ryan never wanted the wall, and most very few in the Republican Party are Uh, care anything about the border because they're all a bunch of they all wanted the tpp deal they're all a bunch of one world government open borders globalist there
6: there is an inherent timidity in the house uh everyone tries to come in and keep their head low and get elected two years later with as little a little problem as possible i used to compare them to spineless anonymous bank vice presidents but that would that would needlessly slam those who are in the executive suite of some of the nation's financial institutions, but it is this notion that you fail to lead. It is this notion that you that that you uh, always make excuses. Mm-hmm. and uh, we are in a situation now where we're against the wall. This, in my opinion, was our last best chance. You also get reports today in the New York Times. Guess who was imitating the Russians in the special Senate election in Alabama? Why, the Democrat Party. And, of course, the New York Times ensures us that it didn't have anything to do with the outcome. Gee, I wonder in six months are we going to get an article about what they did in Orange County or Uh what they did in Maricopa County, Arizona, or what they did in other districts to imitate the Russians, all the while accusing Republicans of somehow being in collusion with Russia. We are being ruled by Alinskyite outlaws yes. who are coming back into power and ready to seize it. And in a strange and perverse way, that suddenly becomes Donald Trump's hope. I'm not those guys. Those guys made it tough on me. No. But I'm hanging tough. Well, really? With prison reform? Today, which ain't prison reform, but it's making excuses for the white collar criminals and throwing violent offenders in rather than dealing with the edges. We are getting rid with the two the three strikes and you're out the mandated federal sentences. And, 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 and we, we are doing things that the left only dreamed of, sadly, in a Trump presidency.
2: Yeah, and then and then, uh, and then uh, to make matters worse, Paul Ryan today, in patting himself on the back on the way out, said that oh, we've made lasting, you know, progress in terms of economic reform. Are the tax cuts permanent? No, no, they're not permanent. Are, they, are the ro- rolling back of regulations permanent? No, they have done absolutely nothing. And I'm right now. I, we need to somehow send the message to President Trump that we will lead the charge against him for being reelected, that, that we're not going to continue. He's he is losing his base with this, me included, because I am not going to continue to support somebody that, that continues. to. I don't care who you are. I, I have said many times I don't advocate for party or Paul. I advocate for ideas and for the Constitution, the United States of America. And he ain't paying my bills. So I'm not going to continue to support somebody who's not fulfilling his campaign promises. Do your job, man. I don't care who you are.
6: Yeah, and, you know, he needs to play, he needs to understand who his base is. And it ain't his son-in-law and his daughter. His base are the people who worked hard to get him elected in states that had not voted Republican in close to two decades. Those are the people who look to him to get the job done. And I just pray he wakes up tomorrow and... uh, And surprises official Washington saying, no, we're not going to do this. You're staying through Christmas. If I have to call a special session, you will stay and get this done right up until when the new Congress has to be seated on January 5th.
2: Well, I'm with you there. I don't know if he's just beaten down because he's been just, you know, up up against the wall so much that he's just caving in and he's just well, exhausted. Well, there, there,
6: there's a lot of stuff going on, probably with prosecution and probably intimations that his kids may have some legal exposure. But yeah. even so, yeah. do your job.
2: Yes, absolutely. Well, J.D., thank you for doing your job, bringing some good heat and energy and good content to my show tonight. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it.
6: Uh, Thank you, Andrea. I hope we can meet, and we uh, let's say for the record, I hope we're both wrong, and the president reverses course and returns to dance with those wet frogs.
2: I I agree with you there. Praying we're wrong. Thank you, JD. All right, now uh, stay tuned. We got more of the Andrea K show coming up. We got Rachel Bovard is going to be here. Bob Walters coming up, and I'm actually going to end the note with something really good and yummy and fun. Stay tuned. More Andrea K show coming up.
4: Want more Andrea K? This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network.
5: Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor. Greetings, friends,
4: and welcome to this edition of the Word on Wealth. Marty Schneider here. Now, every time the stock market does that bend but don't break kind of thing, the market bearers kind of pop up. To remind everybody that it is just a matter of time before we have a market correction or give back, just to make sure that your allocation is suitable it is age appropriate and that you are completely tuned in to the risks that you may or may not be choosing to bear inside of your investment accounts. If you'd like to have that chat with me, come on in for your free retirement consultation with me. I meet with everybody personally here in my Mission Valley office. It is absolutely free of charge. It doesn't cost you a penny. Just come on in. You can also talk about your social security benefits as well. Give me a call. Come on in for your free consultation with me. That's it for this edition of The Word on Wealth. I'm the retirement professor, Morty Schneider. I'll be back with you tomorrow on these same Salem network stations.
0: FM ninety six point one AM eleven seventy. The answer.
4: News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. We are talking about the wall. Prior to the break, we were uh, had former Congressman JD Hayworth on the phone. Very disappointed as to what's happened with the border wall signature agenda item of president trump got to go to the phones got a couple people who want to chime in on this topic actually i think uh yes my buddy cv wants to uh talk about uh president trump and the border wall uh i've got a, a guest uh, holding on the line here cv but i had to go to you what are your thoughts on this quickly
8: all right i'll be really quick uh jd is completely wrong i don't know why everybody's wringing their hands that trump abandoned the wall where do you guys get this from where do you get that from I well, mean, because, uh, because he, he, he's he tweeted out—he tweeted out just today, this morning. He said the military is going to build the wall. The military has seven hundred billion dollars in their budget. He could take out ten, twenty, thirty billion dollars out of that, and they wouldn't even miss it. And he said it this morning. So why are you guys all saying he, he abandoned the wall? The left want nothing more than to separate Trump from his base? Don't fall for it.
2: Well, uh, you know, uh, I hope I'm wrong. We will see if that actually comes to, to pass, whether or not he actually takes money. We know that $10 billion has been pledged to Mexico and Central America. We'll see if Trump, if Trump builds the wall, uh, then he will, like I said, if Trump builds the wall, if the wall gets built, he will win re-election. If it doesn't, he won't. No wall, no re-election. Got to leave it there, CV. Thank you for calling in. Great comment. Uh, Stephen I, from uh, New Orleans. Is on the line. He wants to talk about Rod Rosenstein. What say you with that? Well, I
8: do, uh, and I appreciate it. Super quick, uh, the concerted effort to reverse our duly elected president through the election rigging, voter ranking, and ballot harvesting, while the $200 billion paid to illegals yearly in welfare just uh, burns my butt. Rod Rosenstein should be out of there already, and that Mm -hmm. makes me think that President Trump better worry about his base, and your previous caller, although I am a 100% Trump supporter, I agree with him in a certain realm that by all means, uh, Trump should know we are fired up about the wall. He better get it done. He will get it done. But with five billion after 200 billion, we pay to illegals. On welfare yearly, certainly we could divert those funds. Why is Rod Rosenstein there? I'm going to hang up and listen.
2: Great, great point. You know, uh, Rod Rosenstein signed his name to, to phony FISA warrant request on the basis of smear files that was paid for by Hillary Clinton. It was illegal. It was not, it was not, uh, the FISA courts require, as I said early on in the show, the FISA courts require, there's actually, not only is there disclosure and admissibility rules for every court of law, when it comes to the FISA courts, it's even more stringent. It, the, every piece of mitigating information for the target must be revealed to the FISA courts. The fact that it was paid for by Hillary Clinton, the fact that it was unverified, meant that it should, it, the FISA court, uh, the warrants that were requested, by Rosenstein it was illegal on top of the fact he lied in front of Congress he absolutely should be like McCabe and the rest he should be prosecuted got to go to my next guest though sorry I'm talking so quickly we've got so much that we've got to get in and certainly I want to hear what Rachel has to say about it Rachel Bovard is the conservative partnerships senior policy director uh Rachel people are fired up over this wall We've got some people saying, trust Trump, he's going to get the wall built. Former Congressman J.D. Hayworth was on the show earlier. He says he is disgusted and he hopes that he's wrong. But if Trump didn't get the wall, it's worse than George Herbert Walker Bush in the no new taxes.
9: Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. This is a pledge President Trump ran on. Uh, this is something he, he needs to get done. Although I will say a lot of this lies with Congress. And um, They are the ones that has repeatedly stymied President Trump. Uh, he's asked for this wall for two straight years, and congressional Republicans, despite having majorities in the House and the Senate, have given him nothing. And this is about what they're, or what they're about to do right now. The Senate's actually voting on a continuing resolution for a straight extension of, uh, extension of funding that does not fund President Trump's wall. And those are congressional Republicans doing that. Uh, but I think to your first caller, I think what's important to note here is that, is that President Trump does not have total control over that defense spending. Um, this is a separation of powers issue. Congress, uh, the Constitution is very clear that Congress controls the first strings. Unless Congress appropriates the money, the president is pretty restricted in what he can use that money for. Uh, so unless he gets something through Congress, he is not going to be able to build this wall. Uh, and that's the fault of Congressional Republicans, to be clear.
2: Absolutely. And then on top of it, he's got the, the not only does he have a weaponized FBI and DOJ that's out to, uh, trying to launch a silent coup attempt after interfering with the election, he's also got courts all over the country that have been weaponized and are legislating from the bench to stop him. Emmett Sullivan, the same judge from yesterday who who was uh, disgustingly disgusted at Flynn and that uh, uh, mistreatment of General Flynn, actually ruled today against President Trump and said that the court holds that it has jurisdiction to hear plaintiffs' challenges to the credible fear policies. In other words, he overturned President Trump's right as the executive to change the asylum laws. And so, uh, you know, we've got judges legislating from the bench. I was going to read a- Emmett Sullivan's statement, but I can't stand the creep. And so, you know, President Trump is facing a lot of challenges. But I think what his supporters were looking for was for him to honor the pledge that he made in that hearing with Pelosi and Chuck Schumer last week, where he said, "I would be proud to shut down the government over over the border wall funding." And he did whatever whatever he ends up doing from here on out. Whoever's fault it is that it wasn't in the in the spending appropriations bill. That was an option that he chose not to exercise.
9: Yeah, that's right. And I think he's going to have to get tougher on Congress. Look, I think there were, he had a lot of support for, for uh, vetoing a bill if it didn't have its wall funding. I'm not sure why he chose to do that. I don't know who gave him that advice. But look, if he's going to want to get anything out of this uh, divided government for the next two years, he's going to have to take a firmer line with congressional Republicans because they have essentially ignored him on a lot of his signature priorities, particularly trade and immigration and health care pro-life issues, you know, they haven't delivered on any of these things. And that reflects poorly on President Trump. And so if he's going to get anything out of this divided government, he's going to have to take a very firm line with the Republican majority in the Senate, with Mitch McConnell and his team, uh, because they have not delivered for him and they are going to have to in the next two years.
2: Yeah. And so what would have been the fallout for him to shut down the government? We're, d- we're already past the midterms. How many people even right, no. remember how many times, how many people even know how many times the government was shut down under Ronald Reagan? And, and as somebody whose mother worked for the federal government at the time, we, she never missed a paycheck. So, That's I mean, right. this is and ridiculous. I
9: think, yeah, I, and I think people, I think, are obsessed a little bit. Republicans have a fear of shutdowns. But in reality, when you look at the last couple of shutdowns, particularly the big ones in 1996 and 2013, they polled badly, but that did not translate to action at the ballot box. Republicans, after the shutdown in 2013, won a majority in the Senate, the first one in six years, and they gained seats in the House. Republicans are scared of shutdown for for no reason. And to be honest, I think people want to see a firmer line from uh, Republicans in Congress. You saw a recent Marist poll that said 65 percent of Republicans called said Trump should not compromise on this wall. Sixty five percent of Republicans said that. And yet here you have congressional Republicans completely ignoring president trump and trump not really doing anything about it Uh, and that cannot be a trend that continues
2: no i think that he's thinking because he's a doer because he's a maker and he's built a billion dollar enterprise i think that he's thinking well i'll just go make it happen on my own without realizing like you said that there are restrictions in terms of him being able to just pull some money from somewhere so you know
9: that's right yeah and the constitution is very clear on this our presidents have tried this in the past president obama tried it all the time uh and Congress is the one that appropriates the funds and directs how they are spent. The president has limited authority in how he can redirect funds.
2: Well, I'm hoping that he does something to to step up more and, and stop what's happening. I think that he's, you know, he is an outsider. In his defense, I will tell you, he is an outsider. He went in without a large machine behind him. And from day one, he has met, he went to Washington, D.C., facing two opposition parties, the worst of which is the Republicans. And all day long, he's getting advice from people with no idea who the Judas is and how many Judases he's surrounded by. And imagine that he's exhausted and, you know, uh, it, and, it's, and he's in a tough spot. But if there was ever a time for him to be the disruptor and the man who was supposed to blow it up it's now because we're a long way away from any other what's he got to lose nothing but his base got to leave it there rachel thank you so much for being here i appreciate it
9: my pleasure thanks for having me
2: all right now we're going to take a little break we come back we got we're going to shift gears uh we're going to get into a little of the pop culture segment and including some education news with my buddy bob walters and then we're going to round out gotta i gotta i gotta slow things down and get into my comfort zone we got a feel good story to end the show with Stay tuned for Andrea K show coming up.
4: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K Kay, spelled K A Y E.
2: Don't let your assets paid off or not go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y Law HatleyLawGroup.com.
0: FM, ninety six point one North County, AM 1170, San Diego. The Answer.
2: One lucky
4: VIP club member could win their mortgage or rent paid for for an entire year. It's a Christmas mortgage miracle sweepstakes. Enter to win by visiting TheAnswerSanDiego.com or tap The Answer San Diego app to check out and participate in today's contests, polls, and surveys. It's the Christmas mortgage miracle and it's here to make your life just a little bit easier. If you've been looking to add a couple extra Benjamins to your pocketbook, look at joining the VIP club at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Then enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle and a chance to have your mortgage or rent paid for for an entire year. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Sponsored by San Diego's real estate authority, John Reeves, with Reef Point Real Estate. It's critical you work with an agent you can trust and who has a track record of guaranteeing your success every time in writing. Learn more at jrhasthebuyers.com. That's jrhasthebuyers.com. And don't forget to enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes at theanswersandiego.com.
2: Can you guys believe it? It's December, and we're getting closer and closer to a new year. Andrea Kay here, and if you're anything like me, you know it's better to give than to receive. Well, Charlie and the team at Liberty Tobacco, they feel the same way. That's why they have some incredible savings happening at both stores throughout the month of December that will allow you to give more to that special someone. I was just in the Del Mar store picking up a few sticks for a friend here at the station, and the humidor was full of some of the best cigars in the world, from Davidoff, Opus X, and Padron, just to name a few. Good thing I was able to get some recommendations that made it even easier to give the perfect gift. Now remember, Liberty Tobacco has been around since 1975, and they have two convenient locations. They're at 7341 Claremont Mesa Boulevard next to Ethan Allen Furniture and in the Flower Hill Mall right off the 5 at Via De La Valle in Del Mar. So stop by and pick up a couple of sticks for everyone on your nice list, or you can visit them online at libertytobacco.com
1: Learn more by logging on to salemsurround.com. That's salemsurround.com, connecting you with new customers.
10: Hey guys, Ken here from the Business Accelerator podcast, today's growth. If you had to choose a vehicle to take you up the rocky side of a mountain, would you choose a Ferrari or a Jeep? The Ferrari's faster, cooler, maybe even sexier. But if you have to get to the top, the Jeep's a better bet. I think we can agree getting to the top is not about the driver. It's the vehicle. Have you noticed people often pick their financial vehicle like they pick their cars? Washington Post shared that only one out of four people choose a job that uses their college degree. Why? Simple. Something more immediate, maybe cooler, maybe even sexier came along first. Shouldn't the main deciding factors for revenue generation be production or output? Should the cool factor have any weight in choosing someone's income? If getting to the top of the financial mountain is mission critical for you, why not add a few Jeeps to your garage? Could your household or business use an additional revenue model that makes it to the top every time? If so, you have to see the Jeeps lined up at IncomeStore.com. That's IncomeStore.com.
0: FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer.
4: Andrea K. telling you like it is, all while eating a donut too. It's The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. You know, I'm starting to hear more and more stories from people like Rush and others that are talking about uh, how the real problem that we've got right now in this country is because the Democrats took over our school system 40 years ago. Well, that's no surprise to Bob Walters. He's been trying to deal with this problem that we've got in this country for a while. He wrote a phenomenal book about it called Facing Reality in American Education. Please go to Amazon and get a copy. And he joins me now to talk about the latest the latest in the crazy involving our schools. Hey, Bob, welcome back to the show. Hello. Hello. Hi.
8: (laughs) I'm sorry. Thanks for having me.
2: Well, thanks for making me laugh. It's been a really intense show. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just, you know, you always just make me smile. Uh, even though we got to talk about some crazy stuff happening like the story uh, that's coming out of Brighton and this isn't this is in England and a lot of people would say well what does this matter to us because everything that the that the crazy crazies have done in Europe is what the left is trying to emulate here in this country and so and, and the schools are no exception and so there's the schools in Brighton that have been ordered to teach children as young as eight years old that, now get this remember the left likes to pretend that they're the party of science, right you know climate change is settled science, and if you don't go along with it you're you, you hate you know poor people uh they're they're saying that children as young as eight need to be taught that people quote of all genders can have periods I ain't talking about period at the end of a sentence we're talking about menstruation Bob
8: I know it's just it's just unbelievable and they're 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 hoping this this thought and this trend will Expand itself into the United States. So we need to be aware of it. And it already is to an extent with some of these latest sex education uh, forays that's coming into the schools here in California. But but this in England really <laughs> is kind of unbelievable. I mean, you're teaching eight year olds that even they, even the boys, could have a period. And they're putting in uh, dispensers in the, men's oh. ba- the boys' bathroom as well. It's just, so, you're just confusing these kids. Well, and it's all playing to the LBGT. I, right activists in this in that country and in this country
2: well it's cultural Marxist movement meant to destroy the fabric of our society America was based on Western civilization as well was based on judeo-christian principles and values and tradition traditional gender roles traditional marriage, Um, But I I actually had a flash that, you know, you know, any of you wives out there had to ask a boyfriend or a husband to pick up your sanitary products at the grocery store know that men don't want to see men don't want to see these sanitary uh, products in the men's room. Uh, And maybe maybe there was some woman behind it thinking, you know, well, it's really not about teaching them that all genders can have periods. Maybe there maybe maybe there's some woman who's just trying to, you know, get get boys on board with not being so horrified by having to having to purchase these. Um, but it you know we, this is coming here bob because you were the one that brought it to our to our attention that in the state of California that there is a new health under the under the guise of health that the new health framework coming in California which will be taught beginning ages in kindergarten is that gender is of a spectrum the health framework list in just the text that you sh- shared here in the show list i think upwards of 10 different gender classifications and the text goes on to explain to kindergartners that any religion that tells you that you get anybody who preaches to you from religion that contradicts it is abuse and this is being taught to so what it's the natural next step that if we're going to teach transgender to five-year-olds the next step is to teach them that all genders can have a period and that they're going to start putting tampon boxes in boys rooms here in california it's coming
8: well the other part that's in that new effort in england is also started in some of the school districts back east Schools may need to alert social services if parents are dismissive towards gender-questioning child demands to change his sex.
2: Wow. Yeah, I don't know if we... where does this end? (laughs) Well, you know, this is a really disgusting track that we're on because this ties into the story that we talked about last night with Rachel Alexander from The Stream, in which an 11-year-old boy, Desmond is amazing is his name, was promoted and, and basically did a strip act on the top of a gay bar, on top of a bar in a gay club at 11 and had adult men. He was in drag, 11 years old, in drag and had adult men wow. throwing $1 bills at him. So this is, we are sexualizing. This is so, This is so insidious. They're trying to act as though it's about inclusion. It's about anti-bullying. It's about respect for people, but it's about sexualizing children. It's about uh, the next phase is also going to be trying to normalize sex between adults and children. We know that NAMBLA has wanted that, and, and I think that that's probably going to be, I think we can expect down the road, if we don't stand up for our children in our schools and push back against these school districts, I believe that the next step in sex education will be that, because in, I agree. Yeah, in San Diego, we even had, as part of the, uh, the parents who pushed back with the too much too soon, part of the sex ed curriculum for 6th and 7th graders was how to teach them to give consent to adults. So this is coming, and Americans <laughs> need to understand it and step up. Yes?
8: I agree, and it's just pathetic, particularly when you see the latest census study you may have read came out yesterday, which says that California is the least educated state in the nation. So we're not focusing on educating; we're focusing on sex mm-hmm. and cultural Marxism and changing the, the, the culture of our country. But number California is on number one in the percentage of student of residents over 25 who never finished the ninth grade. Wow! The ninth grade and and fiftieth in terms of high school graduates as a percentage of the population. So we're I mean we some of the districts like the bracket well our graduation rate is up yeah from almost a horrible level to still not a very good level and that's that's not the focus they're not focusing on kids to learn and be productive and have something valuable in their life but rather than getting these side things and waste the time and the effort and focus of these these kids
2: i think that they're perfectly happy to have a 25 percent of californians over the age a certain age that have never graduated ninth grade because that expands the dependency class you know that puts yeah. that puts more of those people you know having to uh flip burgers for a living at fast food and then they want they want the minimum wage raised to 25 i mean this that's that's their constituency of the democrats they don't care
8: you can control their votes better too by just putting them in a herd box and t- picking up their ballots uh, yeah. <laughs> on election day.
2: Oh, absolutely. Exactly. So it's it's disturbing. We didn't have time to, to really get much into it, but we're still awaiting the lawsuit results for all the Asian students who sued Harvard, saying that they had been um, discriminated against because Harvard decided to... Uh, punish them, mark down their applications. They were marking Asian students low in things like personality because the Asian students had so much higher marks in academics over African-Americans. We've yet to hear the results of that lawsuit, but there was an interesting article that you shared with me that some people are expecting that the next step is going to be if, if Harvard loses that, that colleges are just going to start changing the SATs and the other merit-based test in order, which has been done at police departments, by the way. I think Sotomayor actually was a judge in right. heard a case in which, you know, they changed the, they made it easier for certain minorities. They lowered the test scoring requirements for certain minorities to get them in. And so that doesn't help anybody in the long run either. If you can't cut it, we need to get back to teaching our kids reading, writing, and arithmetic.
8: I agree. And then in, in college, to pretend that you can let them in just because they, they're a uh, academically unqualified, but they're a minority, it's a shame. But I mean, you, you don't do them any value by putting them in a college environment and expecting them to have success, and they're not. They're failing rather dramatically right?
2: absolutely well uh, bob's book is facing reality in american education and it's how we can we can take back our schools and start putting one of the things that we need to do is not every, is stop trying to force every kid to go into college not every kid is made for that and we're certainly not educating no. them to prepare them for that get them into trades that's where we've got a lot of job openings trades you know trade classes and shop classes so anyway each, thank each you.
8: kid according to his individual ability absolutely. and don't try, and get away from the race issue forget about racial gap i mean I'm accused of being a racist, but the only one talking race is the other side.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Bob Walters, thank you for being here. Appreciate it.
8: You're welcome. Thank you.
2: Thanks, you. Bye-bye. I'm, Merry Christmas. All right, my feel-good story. I've only got a minute left. Okay, who remembers about how some of the airlines now are saying no more comfort animals on these flights? Okay, remember after that one woman, woman tried to bring on her, emo- her emotional support squirrel? Do you remember that story, DJ Carrie Sticks?
7: Yes, I do remember that.
2: Okay, well, here's, here's a comfort animal that you can't bring on flight. Popeye's chicken has announced that they're going to have their emotional support chicken. Have you heard of this, DJ Karastix?
7: Not until you showed me the article.
2: (laughs) They said that this chicken provides comfort and nourishment during stressful air travel. Unlike other chicken, it is marinated in real Louisiana spices for 12 hours and must be permitted to fly without restriction. Don't leave unattended as Popeyes is not responsible for lost or stolen chicken. Now, that is a comfort animal that I definitely support.
7: So it's a cardboard takeout container that looks like a chicken.
2: Yeah, this is absolute genius. It's genius from a marketing standpoint. And on top of it, is there anything more comforting than fried chicken?
3: No. Well, chicken and dumplings.
2: I, you know what? I gotta go with even fried chicken over chicken and dumplings. Even though I love chicken, chicken and dumplings. Did you see that there's new like disposable disposable fire logs that smell like fried chicken?
3: Yes, they're already sold out. KFC sold out of them. Eighteen dollars each.
2: Yeah, I yeah, try yeah. Trying to buy one. Yeah, that brings you. Some, it, anything. Fried chicken is comforting. Hey, I'll be right back here tomorrow night at six o'clock.